from our new location at 77 Grove Street, the former CVPS building. Now we've got the power. The Rutland Herald's local sports podcast. This is the Inside Pitch. Brought to you by the Rutland Herald. Thank you for supporting your hometown newspaper. Here they are, Bob Fredette and Tom Haley. Play ball! Hello, this is Bob Fredette. Hello, this is Tom Haley. This is the Inside Pitch. And welcome back to Inside Pitch. I'm Bob Fredette with Tom Haley of the Rutland Daily Herald. Our first podcast of the 2018 school year. And boy, I tell you, it's, it's fun because everything just is brand new and just throws itself at you when we start off with the football and we're all we love football we love the other sports but we love football and we're going to start off talking about that right now and uh kind of bring you all in and stay with us all year long because we're going to have this we'll do this every week we'll have guests george nostrin tells us we have to have guests because me and tom are too boring so okay whatever <laughs> whatever works and anyway that works tom kick it off let's go right with castle and football well nothing boring about this week because it's it is football like you say it's all brand new it's a fresh season and it's a little extra uh this saturday out at castleton because it's the dedication of the stadium it will no longer be spartan stadium but rather dave walk stadium uh the students are already referring to it as the dave and uh it's gonna be a very special come on gonna be a very special day there because not only the dedication to retired president dave walk but the mascac champions plymouth state are coming to town and it's a big test for castleton in uh this season opener. And the interesting scenario for Castleton is the quarterback battle. The green and white did nothing to separate any of the three quarterbacks. It looks like Coach Tony Valpone is going to go with the incumbent, uh, the incumbent Mitch Karen from uh, Maine, uh, but he's got a very short lease, uh, leash. Uh, and the other two guys are right there with him. The guy I was most impressed with at the green and white scrimmage was Jacob McCarthy, the freshman from the Cape. Uh, he was just sensational. And uh, these non-conference games, beginning with the Plymouth game, all of them are going to continue this quarterback battle because it certainly didn't end in the preseason. What does one candidate have over another that you've seen so far? Mitch Karen has the experience. He's got the size. He's like 6'2", 220. The other two, I thought, maybe he threw the ball better. And the freshman, who is uh, uh, second in size, uh, is kind of a good-sized kid. And I think he was the player of the year uh, maybe in his league last year in high school, he just looked great. He looked lights out in the scrimmage, and it's a nice situation if you're a Castle football fan to have a freshman come in and and look like this. Uh, it looks great for the future, and he may be heard from this year before all is said and done. And that's uh, Jacob McCarthy from Dennis Yarmouth High School. Uh, it's, it's going to be a battle all non-conference until they get into the 
Eastern Collegiate Football Conference portion of the schedule. Well, you know, this could be a matter of time. I mean, anytime you're starting with uh, newcomers to your program, yep. they've got to learn the system. Okay. They do. And that's something that Karen's got. Obviously, he's yep. going to have a better command of the offense and uh, more confidence with the people around him because they know him and he knows the system and he knows who they are. So I think it might be a matter of time. But, you know, I tell you, anytime you see a freshman quarterback in, come in with tools like you're talking yes. about, obviously it's a, it's a big sell. You know, it it's, is. It's and, exciting. Uh, and, and, and Coach Valpone's comment uh, right after the scrimmage Saturday was, he came in and showed that he could compete right away. So it, it, it'll be exciting. And and the test, uh, Plymouth State is a tough one because that's a football program on the rise. They've been down for a number of years. Then two years ago, they were six and four. Last year, I believe they were nine and one. They won their, their conference. Uh, it's it's going to be a good battle. And of course, like a... We got all the other stuff too with the dedication of the stadium. Be a big day out there, a big crowd. Hello, this is Jason Behenna, Director of Athletic Marketing and Communications at Castleton University. And you're listening to the Inside Pitch. I like that they've got Plymouth on, the, on a regular basis. I mean, you think back to the days of Joe Dudek. Yep. I mean, when they were a monster every year. Right. You know, and if they didn't win nine games, you went, what's the matter with Plymouth? Exactly. So that's really something that helps lift up Castleton's program here. And they've got a good schedule. So what do you like about the team in general that you've seen so far? Well, you got Mo Harris, obviously, who now that Husson's John Smith has graduated, should be, I think, the premier running back in the conference. Uh, uh, Mo is a... You know, that's one of those guys you can count on for 100-plus a game and sometimes 200-plus. He's a, a special, special talent. And uh, both lines are really good and really deep. And uh, not only pretty good returners in the trenches on both sides of the ball, but this was a good recruiting class. The class of 2022... Uh, Tony Valpone called it the best by far since he's been here. And the real prize of that 2022 class is the line on both sides. So they're going to be deep. That's going to make a big difference. Yep, a, you absolutely. Know, you, you got a good line. A lot of good things are going to happen yep. for you here. So um, let's let's jump right off to high school football because yes. the, 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 uh, the part about a good line uh, and in BF, BF. They've got a good line this year, you know. It's yeah. Funny. I just wanted to tell you about it. Usually, you know, we always have a, a, a good good rivalry going between Bellows Falls, Burn Burden, and Fairhaven. And that's going to be the same thing this year. All three are going to be at the top echelon. Yep. The question is who's going to be that fourth team. It could be Milton. We'll get back to that later right. on. But, uh, starting off with, with BFBF, Reno Tuttle, if you don't know that name. He's, yeah. he's a double. That's a BF name. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's the shot put champion. He's six foot eight and two hundred and eighty pounds. Six eight. Six. Is he six eight, eight now? And wow. If, if he fell down, he'd be across the street. This kid is so tall. Yeah, and uh, he's he's the anchor of that big def- uh, offensive line. Whereas they're trying to bridge the gap between running backs who are inexperienced and the offensive line who have a lot of experience in Bell's Falls this year. And uh, they're led. Uh, uh, the, the signal caller is going to be another guy you remember, Fred War- Fred Warriors kid. A name Warriors. Okay. It's a Warriors. magic name in Bellows Falls. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, so Griff Warriors, his son, is yep. is running the offense. And guess what? He likes to run with the football. 
No surprise there. No surprise there. You know, it's Bellas Falls. No, it's Bellas Falls. And Fred Warrior is one of the great all-time and one of the fastest people on the planet in his day uh, when he was uh, carrying the ball and returning kicks from BF. A lot of, a lot of great memories from those times when, when uh, that's, that was... Um, uh, it wasn't uh, Freddie. It wasn't Freddie. No, it was Freddie. There, yeah. I was just thinking. Fred boy, Warriors. Yeah. Like Fred Warriors was running the football back in the '80s when they had a lot of great, great teams. Right. You know? Oh yes. Yeah. 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 And, and Biz Busy was the. Coach. We always do talk about running the football. Yeah, yeah. running the football. It's Bellas yeah. Falls. You run the football. Run the football. That's Absolutely. what you do. And it's going to be the same thing again this year. You, you put know, the ball in the air. Only three things can happen. Two of them are bad. Two of them are bad. Those are fuzzy <laughs> choppy words, right? Interception and drop passes. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, but they're going to have a lot of competition. They're going to start the season in a good place. Uh, Fairhaven is starting the season in a great place. They have 48 kids uh, back from a defending uh, defending champion team. Obviously, Cam Kaluti is back. And uh, they got some so, – a lot of the, the incoming people, three people came off the soccer team Correct. to join football. Yes, they did, and uh, and they're good. Brad yeah. Grady says it looks like they've been playing football all their lives, and and uh, Cam Kaluti has so many receivers. Uh, Brian Grady is just going to let them sub for themselves, and they want to come out, wave another guy in, and uh, I guess all seven or eight uh, this this big cast of receivers they can all catch the ball there interchangeable and they're all about six one yeah so that's that creates a lot of mismatches in the defensive secondary you know so i don't think it's going to be a year when you have a favorite receiver again right you know so if cam clooney has a bunch of guys he can throw to you know and uh, the worst comes to worst you know we can always just hand off the ball to aaron zabo who had like 1100 yards last yeah year, they've so. got it all and they got a, little, a lot of those linemen are back as well so big line so it's uh, they're looking good once again this is the Inside Pitch, brought to you by the Rutland Herald. The Inside Pitch is now on Podbean. Get the app. This is Justin St. Louis from Devil's Bowl Speedway, and you can also find the Inside Pitch on iTunes. Burn Burton is looking good. They, they, they're down on numbers a little bit, but when you have a situation like that uh, they have down there where they have to choose between Joey McCoy or Jake Baker or John Morgantini, a quarterback. Uh, whoever is not going to be calling the signals and throwing passes is going to be another guy who's going to be catching the ball as well. So uh, very, very athletic group down there. So I'm not expecting anything to change as far as uh, the, the balance of power and these three teams fighting over it. So um, the, the question is, who will be that fourth team? And uh, Milton. Uh, well, you know, I think that Jim Provost in his second year yeah. And he has Jake LeWare back at quarterback. Yep. A lot of those kids are back. I think he misses a couple of big playmakers, but I think they'll find them. You know, so it's that's a matter of uh, how quickly he brings them along. But, you know, near the end of the season, I expect fully expect those four teams to be the top four in the Division Two playoffs. Yep. And, and you just mentioned uh, the coach's second year. That always counts for something. The fact that you know them and they know you, and that does matter. And... Uh, you know, there's always an adjustment period in year one, and uh, like you said, Milton does have some speed to replace. They had a couple of burners there uh, that they graduated, but uh, you know, they, I think you're right. Jim Provo, second year, the Yellow Jackets, likely playoff team. I, I think so. Well, you know, it's 
among eight teams that are going to be in the playoffs, I think there there may be a, an upper echelon. Now, early right. on in the season, very first weekend, they come to Outer Valley to play. And we're going to have That's a right. chance to see it because this is going to be an improved Outer Valley team over last year. Uh, they did not win a game last year. They were replacing people. They were like going through a big transition to begin with. Uh, this year, they've got a, a year underneath their under the belt. You know, they got a lot of people back. They've got some good people in the defensive secondary. They've got some good people in the offensive backfield. I think that's going to be a big difference for them. And I I think Ottawa Valley will have an improved year this year. Um, and uh, you know, they, I don't know if they're a playoff team, but they're going to be better. Right. They're going to be better. Yep. They were raw. Now they're eager. And uh, I know the numbers aren't great. Uh, a lot of teams, a lot of teams in football, seem to be right around that thirty to thirty-three number. And you, and you know what that means? Uh, the the nature of the game is uh, a team's success or failure since there are so many so many in the same boat be determined by the margin of injuries. Uh, yeah. You know, that's going to have a lot to do with everything, I think. I, I've heard that a lot. You know, the key is going to be staying healthy. Yep. You know, I'm hearing that from a lot of different teams. Uh, um, I think Mill River, which is around 30 people, you know, uh, uh, they're going to be in the same situation. Um, Ottawa Valley is right around 30. Okay, they need to stay healthy if they can. Fairhaven's got 48, which is huge. Right. Which is right. huge. I mean, that's big. That's as big as some Division One teams that I've talked to here. Yep. So. Um, another place where they have a pretty good contingent coming back is Polney. Yes. Um, even even now they split from MSJ or vice versa. They're still in the lower 30s. Uh, they have quite a few kids back from last year. Nine back on the offensive side of the ball, including Caden Cabman, their junior quarterback. So mm. I'm, I'm expecting Polney is going to be uh, maybe they're going to be up upper like higher than the uh, than they were last year. I think they were like a seven or eight last year. Yeah, you like to see that in Polney. Because they love their football, it's a football town. Uh, there's always a, every week. There's a Friday night. There's a pregame parade. There's a pep rally. All the games are on the radio. It's it's a football town, and you gotta love that. Well, that's that's their baby now. Yeah, <laughs> they're not doing soccer anymore. No, nope. you know. So basically, it's football or cheerleading. So the lines are pretty much drawn where you want to go here. They so, are. So. But I think I think they are in a good position this year. They're a little bit older. They they have a lot of kids back, and that's going to make up a big difference from last year when they won three games and just barely got into the playoffs. So right. I think they're going to be better. One of the places that you're really going to look for improving this year is Springfield. Oh yeah. Now talk about a team that loves a school that loves its football. Yep. Uh, and their their numbers are in the higher 30s. Uh, they've got a lot of enthusiasm. They've looked good in their scrimmages so far. Uh, and they're building from the upward. They've got Sam Fresh, who's a freshman quarterback. So there you go. Right off the bat, we're starting with the freshman quarterback. Yep. So uh, they're they're in a good position uh, to, to really make some hay this and year. And you, you got a you got a brand new coach who is an alum and knows what Cosmo football means. is is invested, wants to build the program up, uh, something that the community can be proud of. And so many lean years. And even during those years, when you went to Brownfield, there was a good contingent of fans. And if it can catch on again on the field, that crowd is just going to swell and it's going to become the, the football t- town that we know. Well, you know, I, I was there for a game early last year when, yep. they played, when they played Woodstock. Right. And, you know, they didn't win against Woodstock. Woodstock was, you know, 
a good team, right? As, as they always seem to be. Yeah. You know, but they had a big turnout, and people yep. were really enthusiastic about that. You know, and and it's football. You got to love football. You got to love going to a high school football game when the weather is still nice. Yep. Everybody's expectations are high. And Springfield didn't look bad then, you know. Right. They're bringing back quite a few of those kids. So yep. I really expect Springfield to make a dent this year. And for us, probably in the middle of the season, talking about Springfield possibly hosting a home game in the playoffs. And I think, from memory, I think their opener this year is Fairfax. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, well, in, I believe they had a playoff game last year. And uh, that's a that could be a telling game. Well, I think so, because Fairfax is supposed to be a good team this year again, too. And Springfield won that game, I believe, 17-3 last year. Mm. So that's something that I, I know Fairfax has got to remember. Oh, yeah. You know, that ends your season, and boom, it's all over with. Now they're coming down to the machine town. And, yep. uh, but So I expect that's not only telling game about how well the teams are you know, doing against each other, but I think as far as the division is concerned, because I think Fairfax is a team that you always look at, their program, and you think this is a playoff team, as right? Well. So, oh yeah, yeah. I think it's going to make a. I think it's going to be a, a very, very telling football game. So, uh, along with Windsor and Woodstock, who you know are going to be good. Uh, always. Okay. And I think that's always the big question in D three is Woodstock Windsor. They're the Cadillacs. How much is the gap closed? Is it closing? That's always the question. Is there that third team that can stand up to them? Well, you know, the thing is this, and there's really no getting around it. Over the course of eight weeks, nine weeks, teams are going to get better. And last year we started off, Windsor was the Cadillac because they had all these kids coming back. And by the end of the season, Woodstock was in that two-hole, and they wound up losing to Windsor in the championship game in overtime. Yep. So you see how quickly things can change here and how quickly the gaps can close here. So I, I, I fully expect those teams to be right in it at the end here. So um, before we go, and we, we're being told <laughs> that we gotta, we gotta go, I wanna say that Mill River uh, is gonna have a decent year. They have, they have skilled guys who are veterans, but they have offensive linemen who are rookies. Right. So you're trying to bridge the gap there. It's a theme that we've heard in other places around this year, but the, how quickly that gap gets closed is going to be a big thing. Rotten High School, same thing. Veterans at the skill positions, okay, led by Dakota Peters, the running back. Right. Okay, uh, Ryan Moore was a starting quarterback at the end of last year, but there's a four-man competition going on for quarterback there. Skill guys are good. Offensive linemen, they lost them all. They're getting them all back this year to start from scratch there. So how quickly that gap gets bridged is really going to make a big difference uh, with, with Rockland High School. I think it helps them out that they're playing at Brattleboro to start with. Brattleboro yep. is not in very good shape right now. Right. I think a win in the first week helps any team regardless of where you are. So Absolutely. I think this is, a, this is a big week for Rockland. And that's week one, but, you know, I mean, you want to get a win and get you off on the right foot. And so you believe in what you're doing so kids have validation and they keep their focus. Not that Mike Norman's going to have a hard time keeping the kids focused, but you get that little, you get a victory, you're going to feel better about yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um We've gone over already. And so, wow. so, so what? All right. So, what are you going to do, George? <laughs> Shut us down? Okay. All right. We'll, we'll give up. Okay. Well, we'll be back next week. We'll be talking. We've got we've got field hockey to catch up on. We've got soccer on the boys' side, soccer on the girls' side. We've got track and field. We've got a whole bunch of across stuff across country, across yeah. country to talk about here. So, yep. We will be doing that next time. Oh, I'm sorry, I clicked my pen there. <laughs> okay. Had to happen sooner or later. Okay. But we'll be back next week on the inside pitch. Me and Tom Haley and George will be back. We'll talk more. Fall sports with you. Come on back and join us.
This is the Inside Pitch. Brought to you by the Rutland Herald. Let us know what you think. Email us at sports at rutlandherald.com.